Well, we're shifting gears uh, in your money today. Carolyn Wright is discussing how we're helping some of those who are nearest and dearest to you in dealing with their money. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. It's time for another look at personal finance and how you can help your family out. Today, we're going to look at helping older members of your family. And David Kneebone, who's a financial education consultant who used to be with the IFEC working here in Hong Kong, is joining me again. So, David, uh, let's turn this time to the older members of your family. And, you know, people may have planned very well during their working lives. They may be thinking that they are set for a very comfortable uh, retirement. But... Can handling finances post-retirement come as a shock to many? Good morning, Carolyn. Um, I'm, I'm really glad we're talking about this topic because it's important. And yes, in answer to your questions, handling finances can be difficult and tricky for people of all age groups, particularly for people who find themselves uh, nearing retirement or in retirement. But there are some key steps that we can all consider. It's never too early or too late to seek assistance. It's a good idea to have a conversation with a licensed financial advisor or a professional financial planner. If you're in the years leading up to retirement or you've retired or you've been in retirement for some time, go and have a conversation with a financial planner about how you can best use what you've got available. Now, there's some rules that some of them might talk about so let's say, for example, you've got uh, the average MPFA balance is around 230, 250,000 Hong Kong dollars at the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've got 500,000, just to pick a figure. Okay. You might hear someone say you should spend 4% of your capital each year if you're 65 and you've got that much money. It's often what you, you'll hear these different terms that financial advisors might use. You've got to work out whether that's the right thing for you, what would what would you end up in years two, years three, years four, years five, assuming returns? A financial advisor can help you with that equation. Should you continue to invest? And if so, at, at what risk level? Often earlier in our lives, we tend to put money we save via MPFA, via other forms of investment into higher risk categories, what we call growth investments. Mm-hmm. Is that the right thing for you in your retirement? Well, it's a question that, again, professionals in this area can assist you with. It might be worth leaving some in a growth fund, putting other a, a different amount in a more conservative fund or putting it in a bank account where it's possibly more secure. These are the types of questions that those people can help you with. There's a lot of publicly available information. You don't have to go to a financial advisor to answer these questions. But the key thing is, okay, I'm I'm near retirement. This is what I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get. How much do I need to spend? What am I gonna do? So form a budget. How long might I live for? Now I think it's probably worth if you get to sixty five and you're healthy, yeah, you're likely to live around thirty years. Yeah. So how are you gonna spread that money over that time? What government assistance can you get? Because there is government assistance yep. available in Hong Kong in, in many circumstances. Are my children going to help me? Yeah. Are my parents still alive, which isn't uncommon? Is there any inheritance coming? All these questions are really key. And that's you can either go through a process to answer them yourself or you can seek professional advice. 
great. So that there is a lot of assistance available out there from professional sources. Now, what happens, you mentioned there, say, that you, you might have children who want to, to look after you. How, if you are one of, a child of someone who is retiring and you spot that they are struggling with their finances in retirement, is, is there any way that you can help them? What would be the best plan there? I think the most important thing, and this is true of all age groups, is to try and open up the conversation about money. And again, and 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 for many households, it's a bit of a taboo subject still, mm-hmm. but it's really important. And ideally, you'd be in a trusted relationship with the older relatives that you're referring to. Yeah. And ideally, you would be in a position where if they were confronted with a question or a decision that they had to make about their money, that they would share that with you. Yeah. That's important. It's really important. It's really important that we try and encourage older members of our community to not have to make decisions by themselves because often that unfortunately can be where people get into trouble. So if they decide not to seek professional help from a licensed financial advisor, and again, that's your choice. Yep. I would encourage people to talk to family members. I would encourage people to talk to friends. I would encourage people to learn what they can. If you see your parents struggling or your uncle, reach out to them and try and start a conversation. And don't be frustrated if you immediately get rebuffed. It might take several attempts because sometimes money isn't something, particularly for older generations, that people are comfortable talking about. You really, but it's really important, particularly in the society that we are in today, where unfortunately the elderly are prey to many different people trying to get their money off them, to put it basically. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And that was something I was really wanting to ask you about, is the kind of thing about putting safeguards in place. Because we hear so much in the news here about people being scammed out of significant amounts of money so is is there anything that you know any education that people should be doing or just anything that like like friends and family should be looking out for to say this doesn't seem right you know i think that the first thing is to try and develop an open dialogue about it that's really really important and it's not uncommon for all sorts of members of society of any age to be offered there's initial coin offerings there's still loco london gold offerings around cryptocurrencies of course property deals that just look too good to be true Mm -hmm. there's a variety of different options and often they come very targeted and very personal if you see someone struggling with a decision about investment then see if you can help and it's we're not just talking about investments obviously this is quite a broad topic yeah if you're confronted with having to make a decision please seek assistance. And you've got to be really careful. If you see someone that you think might be in trouble, sometimes it's it's embarrassing and they don't necessarily want to, to talk about it because they might have lost some money already and they're trying to then trade out of it and do various things. That's really when they need most help. Unfortunately, romance scams yeah. are a really um, significant issue and they prey, people prey on the lonely and the vulnerable. If you think that you've been a victim of a scam or if you're unsure about a call you've had, an email you've had or any other issue, 
Call the anti-scam hotline. Mm -hmm. The number in Hong Kong is 18222. It's run by the Hong Kong police. There is a call centre of people waiting there simply to help you. And it's really worth having a conversation with them if you're unsure. And this is particularly important for older people who may be living by themselves or may not have children or grandchildren or others that they trust to fall back on, to, to ask that question. So just remember... Whatever situation you're in, whether you're looking at an older person and you're concerned, or if you are that older person and you're concerned, you're not alone. And please start having a conversation with people about what you could do or whether whether the proposition that's being put to you is too good to be true. Yeah, there's always someone out there that'll listen. I think that's really, you know, helpful to know that. Now, the other thing, aside from scams that older people may still get bamboozled by, is how much um, is now being forced to go kind of online or via an app on your phone. What if you don't feel technologically competent to to handle something? Well, what a, it's, it's a great opportunity to learn and appreciate and this can be confronting for some people as as many subjects can be look i would recommend having a conversation with some of the elderly academies that exist around hong kong and hong kong island mm-hmm. the new territories and kowloon there's actually a really good list on the government chief information officer website and you can see there what the programs that are that are available there's phone numbers there's email addresses reach out Begin to learn about how to use a smartphone. Begin to learn how to use your computer to access various things. Begin to appreciate what is authentic and what isn't. There's a number of different, and I think this is around really not just learning from experts, but learning from each other. Right. I've been in many of these sessions in Hong Kong, and I've learned a lot just through (laughs) listening to other people's stories, to be honest, because some of the things have been quite (laughs) confronting that I've heard. But I think it's, um, I'm really impressed at that offer. Now, what, what I suppose, what the Chief Information Officer uh, offers via um, Elderly Academies is one option. There are many other options. Again, I would always suggest looking at the IFEC website. It's also got a number of really useful links as do banks, some of the major retail banks, and you know if you trust your bank or not. I think you'll find some of the major retail banks have some magnificent programs available in Hong Kong. The key thing is to reach out and start to learn if you can, if you're comfortable with that. It's worth talking to your children. It's worth talking to your grandchildren because they've grown up in an age where digital technology is just absolutely natural to them they had it from when they were kids yeah you didn't yes that's okay that's cool every generation goes through that when your grandchildren are older they'll be having the same experience with something else (laughs) yeah thank you so much for all of your very wise words today no problem carolyn pleasure to talk to you thank you very much i will be back on money talk tomorrow